Okay, I don't know how we feel about this term because I know it is a reclaimed slur, but if paradise does happen, can we call our recaps the Bushler in Paradise? Paradise is a slur? Paradikes. <laughs> Absolutely, yes. Off to a great start, folks. It's such a great name because it's such a great name. Hello and welcome to the Butcheler, a podcast where I, Amelia, and I, Olive, recap. <laughs> what did we do last? <laughs> We did. We just, we started the recording with me being like, oh shit, are we recording now? <laughs> and then whatever happens this time, we just go with it, okay? Okay. <laughs> okay, okay. Hey everyone, welcome to The Butcheler, a podcast where I, Amelia, and I, Olive, talk about uh highlights um our analysis of um and our it's opposite of a highlight low lights of the bachelor um we play bachelorette themed games we have a real bachelorette party um a butchlerette party good point, good point. We're, we're also gay So um, to start us off this week, let's talk about, let's recap the episode that we're on. Um, so we're um, approaching hometowns. Hometowns. Whatever that means. Hopefully there will be no home and no town. I have no faith that there will be no hometowning because so far this season there has been such a blatant lack of uh care for the pandemic that's going on around us um so what else happened this episode okay so we start off with the the two-on-one yeah this was this whole episode felt very polyamorous to me even more than the bachelorette usually feels okay (laughs) i will explain myself I promise. In this essay, I will. Uh Uh-huh. Dot, dot, dot. Um, Tuning into this audio essay of Olive's. Thank you for coming to my TED Talk. My my Noah Talk, my Bennett Talk. Ooh. Thank you for coming to my Noah Talk. See what you're doing there. Um... Yeah, we start off with this really intense two-on-one between Bennett and Noah... Um, hashtag team Noah, although my feelings about Noah, they fluctuate, but we'll get there. Um, and then what happens right after the, well, so she sends, um, Bennett home. She sends, air quotes, Bennett home, air quotes. Good point. And then, um, Noah, she's like, you're on thin ice too is also interesting yes she explicitly tells him don't smile yeah which honestly i just have to say 
she clearly has more actual chemistry with Bennett and she's annoyed. Like she, she, the way she talks at like about Bennett and to Bennett is so much more loving. And she is so much less loving with Noah. See, this is where my Virgo theory comes in. Mm -hmm. So Tasha's a Virgo. I famously do not fuck with Virgos. So this is coming. Yeah. Um, from a place of deep personal bias and prejudice. But I feel like a Virgo's love language is criticism and annoyance. So when she was like criticizing and being annoyed with Noah, I was like, oh, she's putting in the effort to criticize and be annoyed with him because she wants to pursue something with him, at least for another 36 Mm -hmm. hours. And I thought she was just being kind of like fake nice to Noah to just, I mean, not to Bennett, to just get rid of him. And I was very satisfied with that analysis until the end of this episode. Yeah, yeah. And now I have two theories about what happens at the end, but we'll get there. Okay, okay, yeah, we're recapping. So wait, what happens after the one-on, I mean, the two-on-one? There's the rose ceremony. We say goodbye to Damar, R.I.P., like Tim. Yeah. Spencer. Spencer, who we didn't really know. No. R.I.P. Spencer, and then some other people. I think Demar Demar was our fallen hero this week. So, yes, pouring out for Demar. Pouring out. Um. Moment of silence for Demar. Thank you. Um, and then she goes on a date. Our girl Tasha goes on a one-on-one date, right? Am I skipping something? No, you're not. Right? Yeah, with Ben. Yes, with Ben. Who, Good old Ben, who I like. I'm gonna put a side effect, like a sound over this. Um, if we put it on the internet, but he, his face and demeanor. And increasingly, per- just like personality and backstory, remind me of. <laughs> I hear you. Who was it that he reminds me of? Captain America. Oh, Buzz Lightyear. Right. Yes. <laughs> yes. It's like really the trifecta of like white men who need their bodies to be perfect and are clearly from outer space. Yeah, but to be fair, I love Buzz Lightyear. But, um, okay, so they go on this date, and they hit a bunch of pinatas, including a COVID pinata. Yes. Um, I mean, they were all COVID pinatas because they might have all had COVID. That's also a fair assessment. Um, And then it's time for the group date. Wait, 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 wait. Okay. That was, are we analyzing now or are we just summarizing? I feel like we're just summarizing. Okay. I'm going to put a footnote here and say this is my biggest poly argument. Oh, wait, let's hear it. Let's hear it. Just the one fucking JoJo shows up on her matching scooter. JoJo is the host, the interim host. Yeah. yeah. Um, And she's like around the same age as Tasha and Ben and she shows up on her scooter, which matches their scooters and is like, I planned this great date for you guys. It just felt like a really wholesome thruple, you know? And, like, JoJo is just, like, thought that, like, 
the other two needed some alone time, so she planned a nice scooter date for them. I see what you're saying. That's also, later, Tasha explicitly calls JoJo her girlfriend. That's also true. So we do have to hold her accountable for that. That does mean, in fact, that JoJo is dating everyone that Tasha's also dating because they're on this show together. Yes. As girlfriends. As girlfriends. Even though they clearly didn't really know each other before the show. Sometimes, sometimes life just happens like that, you know? I mean, neither did um, Dale and Claire. I forgot so, those were people. Right? It feels so long ago now. So long ago. Yeah. All right, so they go on this date, and then they have a dinner, and she's really aggressive about getting him to open up as though he never has. Like, she's like, I just don't know anything vulnerable or real about him, which is like, what? Didn't he just open up to you about his eating disorder but last week? Um, and so he tells her all about how she's trying to get at, like, what was your family like growing up um, pretty explicitly, and he's, like, avoiding that, and he says, like, you know, around that. Yeah, and then he talks about how he was in the army and he was injured in the army and after coming home and he just felt like he his life was meaningless which fair yeah i mean also who doesn't um and he had a couple of suicide attempts which she handles in an interesting way where she's just like yes i got the vulnerable stuff out <laughs> which is i just felt like personally like well, we're not really, we don't need to get all into this, but I'm just like, it, it was a weird thing because telling somebody that you're suicidal is different from telling somebody like, this is what I overcame as a child. And she was reacting to it the same way every host on this show slash franchise responds to like telling the person about their like childhood trauma like it's it was fresh he was talking about attempting suicide last year yeah, in 2018 and 2019 so like recently yeah and she was just kind of like yes I got it instead of like having a conversation about it it was I felt I felt the whole show is super like voyeuristic of course but it, I felt for I, it's it's rare that I feel like, ooh, I shouldn't know that about this person. And I kind of right. felt like I was invading his privacy. Especially because he made it clear that this wasn't something he's really talked about before. Yeah, he made it, it very clear. And he looked uncomfortable and she kept pushing him. But at the same time, it's like you come onto the show knowing that you're going to have to share something vulnerable. I'm sure he could have come up with something else. He already did. That's well, I guess... I feel like probably what happened is he told the producers, so that's a mistake. And then the producers whisper in Tasha's ear, like, oh, you gotta, like, really make sure Ben opens up. There's a lot you don't know. Yeah, which and just... And she feels, goes fishing in his psyche. That feels gross. Yes. Um, yeah. I guess the thing that really, um, ground my gears... Mm -hmm was oh, apparently like so we watched it on hulu apparently if you watched it like 
live, there was like a, um, like ABC put in a like suicide hotline thing at the end of that segment. Okay. So like brownie points, I guess. Red in Chris Harrison's voice, even though he's not on this episode. <laughs> um, the thing that ground my gears was that Tasha was looking at it like, oh, it's a good sign that he can open up. This is exactly. a step forward in our relationship. And I don't think she realizes, and I mean, great for her to like not have like dealt with suicide multiple times in her life but I don't think she realizes that it's not like this linear thing where like you attempt it and then you go to therapy and then you're better Mm -hmm. and then it's a thing in the past yeah I guess that like if she marries him like she's a suicidal person which like I think it's it's a tricky thing because on the one hand I'm like okay I mean yeah like like just because a person is suicidal doesn't mean that they can't be in a relationship or be okay yeah but do you think that like psychologically it sounds like a terrible idea for a person who just had two suicide attempts to go on this show (laughs) and (laughs) like I fully I see so much of like I get I feel like there was this moment where he was talking to her and I related so much to this feeling where he was like, and now I'm in therapy and I'm doing so good. And I think any one of us who's done real, like who's done therapy has had moments in our lives like that, where you are like, I'm better now, you know, and you're on this rush. Like I can do anything. I can date anyone. I'm about to have the most healthy relationships of my life. I'm fixed. And like, that's not, it's not linear. Like you said, um, anybody with real experience with these things knows that, you know, you have these highs and then you're going to have more lows and you're going to have more highs and more lows. And I, I just think that like, he's to me, it seems, and you know, I'm not his therapist. I don't really know, but to me, it just kind of seems like he's on a really high, high. And first off, I'm worried about him. Like what's going to happen at the end of this? Um, and second off, I'm just like, uh, Tasha, that, like, that just feels like such a big conversation that you shouldn't have like that. And I, I should, the way she re- responded felt so like she's, she's falling into his high instead of being aware that it's, that people are complicated yeah, that's a good way of putting it. And it's not like, it's not like she handled it poorly in the sense of like, no, poorly or like asking insensitive no. questions or no. anything yeah. like that. Like she took it wonderfully in terms of like being kind and being like, thank you for telling me. Yeah, we but love her. Yeah. We love Tasha. We die for Tasha. I say that every week. I um, say it every morning when I get up. <laughs> say my prayers. I get up and I say a little prayer for Tasha before I put on my makeup. That being said, yeah, I mean, I, she's just like she's she's fall, she's falling into the, the the hot therapist role. <laughs> is she though? Because she didn't really ask him that many more questions after he said that. 
Well, no, but the question she asked to get him to say that. That's fair. Yeah. And, like, I've been there. Yeah. It can be fun. <laughs> I made a note about this, actually. Yeah. Um, Transference. It's great. Yes. The, the note that I wrote in my notes on my phone was... Taisha, I get that it's sex a sexy fantasy to be a sad white boy's concubine slash therapist, but don't do it, don't do it, don't do it. Wow, damn. I don't know. I don't really feel like that's exactly what she's doing. I still I still think it could work for them. I just have concerns. I'm actually still I'm rooting for him. He's my front runner. Mm, interesting. Yeah, but, I'm not that's, wait, wait, we're not even done with the recap. We're okay. just on the date. So then there's a group date. Yes, with a, a very scientific group date. Oh my freaking god! Don't ever call that scientific. Um, with uh, the most pseudoscientific. And shout out to who was it who called them out on it? Was it Riley, Riley? the lawyer? Yeah, Riley's like actually, um, uh, these are bad. But then that's just fully glossed over. They did this lie detector test, um, obviously fake, like obviously fake. Um, but then, of course, Tasha has to take it really seriously. And it leads to a series of just complete what the heck is going on kinds of moments. After which we have um, what else happened in the episode? There was a um, reception for the lie detector cocktail party reception. Yeah, I guess it's a it's a, it was a cocktail party, but it felt like an after party of torturing all of your suitors, which is what it was. Which I guess is what the whole show is. Um, and then at this point in the episode, my notes get worse. And You're wearing a bonkers dress, it's like a wedding dress romper. Mm-hmm. Just for the she, for she's the smelling it though. For the mind's eye. She looked great. Oh, yeah. She always looks great. Um, and then at the end, Bennett. Bennett. Sneaks back in. All right. Um, are you ready to... Well, first, shall we name our, our rosebud and thorn? Yes. Okay. So I was thinking... Uh, one way we could do Rosebud Thorn is that um, we name a person who we would give our rose to, we name a person who we give our bud to, or we name a person that we give a thorn to. Um, so um, how about I'm going to count to three and we're going to name the person that we would give our roses to. This is going to go extra poorly over Zoom and I'm excited for it. We are agents of chaos. One, two, three, Ben. Riley. Oh, I actually, I agree. Wait, was this the rose or the rosebud? The rose. Okay, good. Yeah, yeah. You're not going to like my bud. Um, but I actually, I think Riley, I choose Riley over Ben. I, I chose Ben in the moment because I was feeling for him. But Riley's great. But I don't actually see her choosing Riley. No, anyway. absolutely not. Okay. Bud, 
on three. So this is who we're wanting to see more from, excited to see more from. One, two, three, Blake. Jojo. <laughs> Jojo. Uh, that's fair, except I do kind of miss Chris. I don't. Yeah, fair. Ready for the thorn? <laughs> I, I, I'm with you on Blake, though. I kind of forgot he was in this episode, but I right? I just wanted to get, I want to get to know him. All right. Thorn on three. One, two, three. Bennett. Noah. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you hate Noah? He did nothing this episode. Except no. be. I can't really explain what happened to me, but basically at some point in this episode, I think actually in that opening scene, um, I went from rooting for Noah to just being like, yeah, he's better than Bennett, but like we're all better than Bennett and then just decided that I was sick of him. I think I just didn't really like the way he handled himself in the two-in-one. I felt like he was still kind of, he was... To be fair, like, I believe he was put in an unfair situation in which Bennett was coming at him in particular. He got defensive. I guess I just didn't like seeing him get defensive, and it, like, put a sour taste in my mouth. The sour taste of half a box of Tic Tacs? And there was that, yeah, he just seemed really smug in that part where he's, like, eating Tic Tacs. Like, what, you guys are about to make out? But I'm sure you've got enough Tic Tacs in your mouth so you can slip one into her mouth. Oh, God. Disgusting. <laughs> it's been a long day. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Liz. Yes. Um, to play the Noah's advocate. Um, Please do. I'm getting on Noah's arc here. Um, I feel like maybe he wasn't smug like oh I won the competition against Bennett I beat Bennett maybe he was just happy that his literal tormentor was no, no longer going to be living in the same house as him I feel that too yeah mm -hmm. I so wanted Bennett to that bullying him. because I thought it was silly of her to be like don't smile because it's like Taisha yes, this show is about you, and yes, they're all there for you, but you also have to recognize that they live a whole lot. Like, you see them for maybe an hour a day at most, on average. And so for you to be like, you're not allowed to be happy that your guy who's making your life hell is gone, that, that was in poor taste. Also, have you ever been able to stop smiling when someone tells you to stop smiling? Stop smiling. Stop smiling, Olive. Stop now, smiling. So I know that podcasts are an audio medium, but I want you guys to know that Olive has been smiling this entire time. Full time. Mm -hmm. Beaming. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm with you. I don't think there's anything objectively wrong with Noah. I just... I'm annoyed by him. You're annoyed by him? Moving on. Okay, my next segment for us is called Do You Accept This Rose? Oh, shit. And um, we're going to go through the guys who are still left and evaluate whether or not we think that they are 
real roses? Like, does she see a potential with this guy? Or do we think the producers made her give them that rose? Do we accept the rose? Or do we think it's fake? So do we accept the rose and the rose is the genuinity of the potential of their relationship with Tasha? Yeah. Got it. Okay. So um, up first, Brandon. Do we think she likes Brandon? Yeah. Okay. Do, do you think so? Yes. I'm having this moment right now where I can't really remember who Brandon is. He's the one, he's the roofer that she had the first date with. I have a note. Is it Brandon or Brendan? It's Brendan. That's why I'm having a blank because I wrote down Brandon, but I meant to write Brand Brent. No name is real. Yes, I think that, yes, I do think she and Brendan have a future. Um, my episode notes just says my investment in Brendan is directly proportional to the teeny tiny mullet he's growing. Completely, completely with you on that. I am here for him growing a mullet. I would like him to have a full mullet at the end of this season. Yes. Riley, do you accept this rose? <sighs> Riley, I want to, but I can't. I would give him a rose. I don't think Tasha would. I just don't see her with like a lawyer. I don't like he's he's too much he's of too a curious. person. He's too curious, is that what you said? Curious. Serious. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, I think he ha- we've seen a little bit of like a jokey fun side to him too. But I just how do I put this? I think he can do better in terms of like a serious, emotionally like rich relationship. I don't think that's what he's actually going to get out of him and Tasha. Like, I think, I don't know. Also, people keep like upstaging his traumas. Yeah. Specifically, Ben. Up next on my list, Ben, do you accept this rose? Yeah. I accept this rose and it's going to prick me and make me bleed. Yeah. Zach, do you accept this rose? (laughs) I don't know, Zach. I mean, you are a cheater. Oh. Yeah, part of me thinks he might be there for just the drama, but she does seem to go for it. No, she seems super into him. Yeah. Um, Okay. Tasha. Blake. Do you accept this rose? Sorry, Turtle Dove. I know. I really like him, but I don't think Tasha even cares about him at all. And I think the producers just like think he'll do something funny. Fair. Ivan, do you accept this rose? Oh man. Yes, but she's gonna break your goddamn little heart. There's no way she actually sees a future with him. He's too, he's too adorable. He's a little teddy bear. Like on the opposite end of Riley, like Riley's too serious for her. And then Ivan is like too adorable for her. Yeah. Or actually even further down on that spectrum, way down on the teddy bear who's not that serious, young and too cute for Tasha to actually choose. We've got Noah. Do you accept this, Rose? Get out of here, Noah. No way. She actually, I think she hates him, but the producer being like, he's the center of all the drama. 
Um, yeah, I don't accept that rule. No, if like if Ivan is a teddy bear, then Noah's like a chia pet. Yeah. So who's our front runner right now? Who do we think is gonna win? Jojo. Moving on. Um, I would like to hear about um a dream that you had. Oh shit. Okay. <laughs> so I <sighs> okay, okay, okay. Um are we wearing the same sweatshirt? No. Okay. Um I had a dream some number of nights ago, because I don't time is squishy, but it was between seeing the two episodes. So it was like after last week's episode. And I had a dream that I was watching. I was watching like The Bachelor, like I was watching the show and I was watching Lauren and Ari from, this is from a couple seasons ago there, like Lauren won, like Ari was The Bachelor and he I chose remember. Lauren. I remember Lauren and Ari. Well, our, our, re- oh. our, our readers. <laughs> The listeners are Lauren and Ari. Yeah, our enormous they've, audience. They've obviously started watching the show at the exact same season that we did, which was Ari's season. That is true. That's when everybody started watching in the whole yes. world. Duh. That's when The Bachelor started. But I had it so I had a dream that I was like watching them like hug or something cute. And I think it was like still on his season, but I was re-watching it. But as I was watching them, like they weren't <laughs> Lauren and Ari. Ari, it was like Ari was um what's her face? Um fuck, what's her face? The tall girl from ha- Happiest Season. The tall girl from Happiest Season. We can just call her that. I know what you mean. Yeah. So Ari was the tall girl from Happiest Season. Oh, and- his name's Sloan. No, that's the sister's name. It'll come to me. It's like some, like, it's like some, like, bougie white girl name. Yeah. So her and then Lauren B was <laughs> Kristen Stewart. And which, like, checks out with the height difference. And they were, like, hugging. And I thought to myself, like, oh, man, I forgot that this was the first lesbian season of The Bachelor. Damn. And that was the dream. That's the whole dream. That's the whole dream. Maybe I like. <laughs> Maybe wow. I... Did I like oversell it? A little bit, but I... maybe that was me. Like, okay, so for context, listeners, Olive was like, I'm going to share with you the dream that I had about The Bachelor. Harper. Her name is Harper. Harper. Thank you. Um, I like that name. But um, Olive was like, I'm going to share with you this dream. And I went and got super, super hyped up about it. I don't actually think you made it seem like that big of a deal. But I will say I love that that's where your psyche is at. I think that Happiest Season and Bachelor have so many parallels that we really should dedicate a whole episode to unpacking sometime. Yes. Um, But we are almost done with our time. Someone has to go buy cat food. I do have one quick game for us to play before we go. Please. All right. Um, do you potentially have the ability to, like, dim the lights? I'm looking for some intensity in your life. I, I mean, just for the two of us, because this won't come through on the podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Give me one sec. 
I just want to set the mood for you. Sorry, not like that. That, okay, well that undimmed the lights. Beautiful. Olive has dimmed the lights. Okay. Oh, perfect. This is, yeah, the high drama lighting that I think you need. Okay, now I want you to like lean in close. All right, so this segment is called the lie detector test. I wrote, oh, um, I wrote down every single question that they asked during the lie detector segment, and I'm going to ask them to you lightning round style. You're going you to answer with the first answer that comes to your head. So it doesn't even have to be, it doesn't even have to be relevant. It doesn't even have to be how you really feel. I just want to hear whatever answer comes out of your mouth in high pressure. Man, this is some Sagittarius season bullshit. You've become yep. too powerful. I know. What can you do? It is almost my birthday. I'm at the apex of my power. <laughs> All right. I just got a Facebook message from Jay telling me that I spelled something wrong in the crossword. Wow. In case you're wondering what that sound was. I need you to focus right now. <laughs> I'm trying. Okay. Deep breath. I'm going to close my eyes to make this okay. Mm-hmm. Are you truly falling in love? <laughs> Quick. <laughs> Are you falling in love? What into my head was bananas. <laughs> Great, just let it out. Just say it. Are you falling in love with more than one person? No. Do you regret sending anyone home? I can't do this. Do you oh, think your husband is in the group of men that are left? Pineapple upside down cake. Have you ever been aroused while spending time with Taisha? Every night. Do you want children? Not particularly. Has anyone ever faked an orgasm with you? Do I count? <laughs> are you ready to meet Taisha's family? Oh, so ready. Do you miss Noah's mustache? Yes. Do you believe that you're the person, or sorry, do you believe that you're prepared to propose to Taisha at the end of this? Oh, any moment now. Are you ready to meet Taisha's family? You already asked me that. Yes, but they asked him multiple times. I'm so ready. Up next, are you ready to meet? Oh, are you ready for Taisha to meet your family? Not at all. Have you ever cheated on someone? Yes. <laughs> what is your name? Bananas. <laughs> Can you see yourself falling in love with Taisha? <laughs> I like it's already happening. I'm in love with her. Are you ready for Taisha to meet your family? You already asked me this. No. Mm. That was good job. That was stressful. You passed. Thank you for um, doing that with me. How do you feel? I feel. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I feel bamboozled. I feel scrambled. <gasps> oh my god! I'm sorry. <laughs> I feel like having the option of saying <laughs> random things made it scarier. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I I'm the worst friend. Um, I just publicly tortured you. Um, you are allowed to 
get back I'll to you. something later. really fucking mean for next week. Yeah, for next time. Next time on The Butcheler. I was gonna... Never mind. What? Should we try that again? <laughs> try what again? Next time on The Butcheler. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm sorry. That was great. That was fantastic. Um, You'll edit this all out in post. Will I, though? No. All right. Well, thanks for listening. Um, if you want to sponsor us, feel free to do that. If you want to know whose name I bleeped out, Venmo one of us $10. Am I allowed to tell people if they Venmo me $10? Yeah. Okay, cool. Cool, cool, cool. It's um at Amelia-Goldstein1. I don't remember my Venmo, but just Venmo Amelia. <laughs> or If you want to get a shout-out, a Jumbotron message on the next episode of The Butchler, um, Venmo me $15. If you would like to be one of our sponsors, mm-hmm. did you already say that? No. Okay, so if you want to be one of our sponsors, just, like, send us a little pitch with, like, what you're about. Um, you know, we're, we already have, like, a really cool sponsor. It's Menmo. It's Venmo for men. And they're really paying big bucks for the advertisements that clearly aren't making it into these episodes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they'll probably sue us, so we're going to be needing a new sponsor soon. Great. All right, thanks for listening. Take care.